Hurricane Harvey, a major headline for the entire week. It's stories taking over the entire conversation and the news coverage, to be honest. But it did not make, although it dominated the top 10, the number one, the top story of the week. We'll talk about that. Some new metrics we're using to tell you how this thing works out. And we're going to skip the brackets this week, but we'll talk about the return and the new format for the Conversations podcast. That coming up and more in this edition of the Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast for the week ending September the 2nd, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for the Conversations Podcast, a weekly wrap-up podcast where we wrap up all the weekly conversations that we had inside the website, thisistheconversation.com, plus inside our social media feeds on Facebook and Twitter, and we let you know how well you allowed us to do for conversations. We have a top 10 list, and then we have a also-then list, a list of stories that were pretty big that didn't quite make it into the top 10. Of course, this week dominated in the U.S. by coverage of Hurricane Harvey, so Hurricane Harvey is all over the top 10. We didn't even try to combine stories. We just left them as they were, but as we said in the tease, it's not the top story of the week. One story was able to sneak in on our weekend. Now, since we've changed the format, we're no longer doing a daily podcast with daily updates. We're going to do some break-ins here or there on social media with some live feeds with here's what the top five of the days are or at the moment are. We're still tallying things by the story, by the week, by every single day. But we're going to do a different sort of format for presenting them to you in the podcast. We're going to do from about seven, eight days out. So the time frames may range a little bit stretchy based on how they come in on the days. So we may have some stories that have a lot of juice that will live on in a, a couple of weeks or so, still in the top 10 and in the top more or less inside the body of the feed. We'll keep an eye on that if they're very important. But if it's a Friday to Friday thing, that's what's going to sort of happen to keep things going. That's the only real change we have to the format other than the fact there is no daily podcast. And we still may find a way to get some sort of commentary podcast into the link, but we've heard your responses. We, you people want to have a more, more meaty podcast and less podcast to get into because you feel like you get behind a couple days if you miss a couple days. So we're going to do all the major podcasting in this one podcast here for the weekend. Get your top 10 biggest stories of the week, and then we'll talk about some of the best stories that didn't quite make the top 10. And in the future, this week uh, was kind of rough with all the Harvey talk. We're not going to play the brackets, so we're going to just skip that this week. But we'll bring back the brackets game fairly soon, so listen for that return as well, just as the podcast return after a two-week hiatus. I want to thank everyone very quickly for all the love and support you give me for the reasons behind the hiatus for the podcast and the shifting of the actual podcast work. Thank you so much for all that. But now let's get on to business. Let's talk about the top 10 stories of the week. And we're going off, starting off in, as we said, most of these are Harvey-related, but instead of sometimes we'll combine a couple stories just because they're the same story in a big list, uh, we have a big list of stories. We have approximately uh, 86 stories all week, but we're just going to do them that down the line basically as they came. Starting off, the number 10 story of the week was that Houston hit by catastrophic flooding from Hurricane Harvey. Now, of course, Hurricane Harvey hit 
middle, early last week. Uh, but as the floodwaters came and then the rain came, not so much the hurricane, the rain came to Houston. Houston was ill-prepared for what happened. They were expecting the hurricane to shift and move along the lines of San Antonio. When it shifted towards Houston, stalled and just stayed in rain for a few days. Houston was not prepared. Uh, the mayor did not have a mandatory um, evacuation order for the city. And the city was not ready for what happened. More on Houston coming up in the top 10 listing of stories for Harvey. But the big story, number 10, was that Houston was hit with catastrophic flooding, not so much with the hurricane from Hurricane Harvey. Going up to the next step, a number nine story, the NFLPA requests order to block any Ezekiel Elliott suspension. This story, uh, 2.7% more popular than the story before it. The number nine story, that much more popular in its juice. Now, the NFLPA, it's the NFL Players Association. Those are people of the union that manages the players in all disputes with the actual NFL. Of course, we're dealing with Ezekiel Elliott, who is looking at some bad behavior issues. He's the now sophomore uh, football player for the Dallas Cowboys, running back, very talented star. Him and the other rookie from last season, now sophomore uh, quarterback, were able to tear up up the joint last year and the Cowboys made a miraculous run of course uh, ended up ending the career of Tony Romo and almost making it to a Super Bowl uh, appearance going that far in the playoffs. Ezekiel Elliott's dealing with some bad just bad behavior issues as a rookie as a guy coming out of college with some issues and just as a guy who just probably hadn't quite gotten it yet. He also almost had to deal with a fight issue that got dropped in the middle of the offseason going on. And because the NFL is having issues with the actual case against Ezekiel Elliott, other than he just kind of did some bad things, the big problem is the evidence doesn't actually exist, even though we sort of know he did the stuff. The NFL Players Association is requesting that he actually not get suspended. Six games is what the NFL levied on him for various things, mis- misbehavior. But since the the actual evidence is kind of shaky, in fact, it doesn't really exist, they're asking that it doesn't happen. We haven't seen a ruling on this yet. Season starts in about a week or so. So we'll see if Ezekiel gets to play, gets to just appeal and play until that appeal is done, or a actual serve suspension. Remember, Tom Brady had his issue with the Flategate, got four games and went a full season, and full season plus some games without having to actually serve his suspension. And, of course, when he finally did, he won another Super Bowl. So we'll see how that works out for Zeke and the Cowboys. Now, the number eight story is Kyrie Irving, the trade being on hold with the Cavs. Uh, this story is 3.9% higher, more popular than the number nine story. But the number eight story was the on hold status of the Kyrie Irving trade to the Cavs. Now, that's also been flip-flopped as well. So the Cavs have furnished their trade, and he goes off to the Boston Celtics. And Isaiah Thomas, the other Isaiah Thomas, is now a member of the Cavaliers. What the issue was, was... A physical for Isaiah Thomas, of course, a very strong, very versatile, and very uh, physical player, but a smaller player who dealt with a lot of damage and a lot of injuries over the season. And they weren't so happy the way his hip was looking after a quick surgery after the season, uh, where the Celtics, who were actually the number one seed in the East, uh, had a chance to take out but didn't quite have the gunpower to take down the Cavs in the season. Now, Kyrie Irving has been talking for a while about getting out of LeBron's shadow. And even though Kyrie was drafted number one by the Cavs while LeBron was away, LeBron came back and he's been essentially the straw that stirs the drink in Cleveland, if I got that metaphor correctly. LeBron is the man in Cleveland, obviously, uh, even though there are issues and question marks about whether he's going to leave again after his contract is officially over next season. 
Kyrie doesn't want to play the game of being the backup to LeBron anymore, or at least doesn't want to be there to rebuild after LeBron's gone. So he's moved on to greener pastures, literally greener pastures in the Celtics. He said all the kind words he needed to say to Cleveland. He's saying kind words he's saying to the Celtics, and we'll see how both teams will react for this season coming up where the Warriors from Golden State are essentially the number one team, the team to beat after winning their second in three years. The number seven story goes back to Houston and goes back to uh, Harvey. The number seven story is uh, only uh, about 0.63% higher than the last story, but number seven is Major Houston Dam begins overspilling as storm Harvey pushes reservoir past capacity. This was the really big story about Houston and the storm. Extra rain was a bad thing, but extra rain plus the storm surge plus the the actual water coming down from higher ground or from the northern parts heading down towards the bayous and eventually into the Gulf caused the reservoirs of Houston to be led to overcapacity. So if the flooding from the active water wasn't bad enough, the overflow from the reservoirs, which were meant to help keep the water out of town, failed to be lack of a better term. Now that they're a few days out and some water has rec- has recited, they're working their way back towards getting things cleaned up back to normal. But with all the extra water plus the water that was coming from other places, they weren't doing so well. Now, part of the problem with the reservoirs itself and the city of Houston itself is that in the past 10, 15 years, there's been a lot of development. In the past 25 years, of course, it's been growing to the fourth largest city in the nation. But in the past 10, 15 years, a lot of development in a lot of lands that were marshlands, that were prairie lands, that were grasslands. And so there isn't a lot of natural spongish type lands for the area to just soak up water in the first place. Everything's basically paved over or a big ditch to carry, to cover things in. And when the ditches are filled, the paved over part fills up as well. Now, scientists in the area have been working essentially with the developers saying that all that prairie land is unnecessary. Now we're seeing that maybe some of that prairie land was actually necessary. The sixth story of the week, which is also a very slight variation jump, about 0.63% higher than the last story, goes to James Cameron, who gave his um, remarks on the movie Wonder Woman, saying it's a step backwards for Hollywood. James Cameron, of course, known for things like Avatar and really big adventurous stuff, uh, played the um, chauvinist card when he had a discussion at a conference uh, talking about Wonder Woman and how Wonder Woman was supposed to be a step forward for comic book movies, for adventure movies, for action movies. Cameron said the opposite. Wonder Woman was a step backwards. It was putting things behind as opposed to letting the men do what the men do. He took a lot of heat on Twitter for that and the rest of social media, as you would expect. Number five story of the week. This one gets a slight jump from there, about 3.13% higher than the number six story. North Korea, as they fired a missile over Japan, actually, as we did the headline, this was a headline that they appeared to fire a missile over Japan. At the time, the missile was in the air. It just basically went over the country and landed in the water to the far end of the um, issue. It was a weird event as it was, just in the middle of a um, just basically middle uh, of weekend uh, old thing uh, news cycle where things got buried. A lot of things got buried in last week's news cycle. Actually, enough. Uh, North Korea decided now was a great time to fire another missile, fire it towards Japan, and actually have it go over its airspace, not just drop before it got there. This, of course, brought up the sable rattling again between Donald Trump, our president, and Kim Jong-il, the uh, UN, I'm sorry, the um, the grand leader or whatever he is in North Korea, because that's what they're doing these days. 
Back to Harvey for the number four story. This story uh, jumps up 36.3% from the number five story. And this was one that I actually talked about um, in when I did a live feed check-in, although I didn't have the story up at the time, I don't think. But I'll talk about, I saw various reports of these critters being an issue for Hurricane Harvey in Houston. And the headline is, Hurricane Harvey dredges up alligator snakes and fire ants in Houston flood waters. Now, the really, really, really scary and crazy thing about this was the fire ants things. There were pictures being floated around, no pun intended, on Instagram and other social media uh, sites where the ants were essentially bundling together, bundling together uh, on the bodies of some of the ants that had passed to stand on them and grow these large mounds of, of floating fire ant mounds that you could see uh, coming from you for, for miles, literally. Also, because in the bayous, in the water, there's plenty of snakes and plenty of alligators in Houston, um, the water rising up meant lots of alligators and lots of snakes were coming out of their natural, normal, short-line territories and into air areas where people actually were. A lot of people were complaining about snakes in the water getting into their homes that was flooding in just the normal areas. Uh, not a lot of alligator activity, but a lot, of, lot more sightings, including the story that is inside of this uh, long stretch of stories. I'll just bring them right now. There is a alligator park uh, near Houston that was worried that the floodwaters was going to go over the 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 walls that keep the alligators in their ponds because the water was just that high. Uh, as the people at that park were leaving the park after securing all the poisonous snakes, at least uh, they're leaving, saying that the water was almost at level level, basically maybe six to eight inches before it would get to the level where the alligators could escape. Fortunately, no alligators escaped from that park, but the wild alligators that were in the wild, out in the wildlife, out in the bayous on their own, had a chance to wander a bit. Luckily, none of them got to anyone, and hopefully, as we see more stories of water society and cleaning up, we'll see all these gators picked up pretty quickly and put back into their own places. The number three story gets another jump, about 28.4% uh, to the last story, number four. And this is the issue that's going to affect us all for a few weeks. This was the uh, refineries in Port Arthur, Texas, being shut down, uh, the largest U.S. refinery shutting down a few days ago. And because of that and because of the aftermath of some other refineries and other issues down in Texas, we're starting to see gas prices fluctuate not only in the area but in around the nation and the really funny thing about that is there's plenty of gas to go around it's just stuck in the refineries that you can't get to then there's no pumping it out and no, there's no driving around and because of some of the issues with the flooding the pumps that can just automatically get gas to different places different hubs aren't functioning well so you're seeing gas jump up in the Houston Dallas area by two three dollars in some cases up to eight dollars a gallon. The uh, attorney general in Texas is making sure if you see that you contact them because that's obviously price gouging. And we're seeing it all over the place as well. Here in Arkansas, uh, we're seeing a jump of about twenty to 30, thirty cents where we are here, and we are seeing some places that say they aren't getting new shipments of gas for about a week or so as gas is being diverted down towards Texas instead of coming straight to. Us, they're basically turning around, taking it straight down there to cover all the issues they have down in those areas there. So we may have some, not so much gas shortages, because we do have some stations that are short on gas and do have gas that's up quite a bit from where it's been for months, actually. The number two story gets a jump, a slight jump, about 7.61%. It's the final hurricane story of the week, and it is the actual forecast for the upcoming hurricane Irma. Irma's is in the um uh in the Atlantic 
right now. It's just floating around and just, just there. Uh, it has a chance to die out before it hits anything. If it's in the target of anything, it's in the target of maybe Puerto Rico and Cuba, those those island areas right there for the moment. But uh, it was already a Category 4 hurricane a few days ago, uh, starting off as a depression. Everyone's watching it, expecting it to be the next name storm, but they didn't think it'd be as powerful as it would be so early on in its life. In fact, it began off the coast of Africa, so it essentially came across the actual ocean, the entire ocean, uh, and it's not quite close to land yet, or at least it wasn't when we last checked the story. But it reached Category 4 very quickly, and it um, could cause damage not to where the areas already are lying, but could turn south towards uh, parts of South America, could go over the islands of Cuba and Puerto Rico there as well. We'll see if that becomes an issue in the next coming weeks. And the number one story, which gets a large major jump from that last story, 63% higher than that story. In fact, this story is 242% higher, more engagement than the top, than the tenth story we had. That it was Houston and the floods, the the first Houston and the floods uh, post we had. This is about the shooting, two people dying in Clovis, New Mexico a few days ago, uh, a shooting at a library in Clovis, New Mexico, late at night. A suspect was caught in custody, and everything is, as far as the case-wise, is there. But a just a very bizarre story coming up late at night in Clovis, New Mexico, which a lot of people got an eye of for that story. Uh, like we said, this one was a major jump from the number two story at around 63%, and from the first story in engagement, 242.57% to be exact, more or less exact, down to two um, digits at least. So these are the top 10 stories we have for this week, and we're glad that you were a part of everything we have to make this happen. Even though we stopped doing the daily podcast, uh, we still are looking for your daily results. We're still looking for you to respond to the stories. And especially since we're not doing the podcast, we're looking for your actual comments, your actual input, your words to what's going on. So to make sure you are in the know and in the deal, it's simple. Just follow us on Facebook. Look for This is the Conversation. On Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. And our main website is thisisaconversation.com, where a link to all of our stories pops up all day long as we post them to the social media. All you have to do is just respond to them uh, in Twitter. Just kind of look at it, click on it, share it, repost it. For Facebook, same thing. Share it, repost it, comment on it. On the webpage, just comment on the link right there, on the page right there, and we'll take those comments. They all get shuffled into a big vat where we tell we calculate all the numbers of the top stories of the week, and we come up with a top 10, and then the other uh, 76 that didn't quite make the list. And we'll get into those in just a bit, but make sure you get in the know. Make sure you're in on all the counts for every single week by following us on the great places like Twitter, Facebook, and our website, thisisaconversation.com. This is a conversation starting off as a project that I created for my master's degree program a few years ago, and it was a way to gather information uh, in a in a fun way, in a grand way, in a way where anyone who wanted to get into the world of talking about stuff and getting their voice heard could get heard. And 
made it even easier to make you want to be a part of it because we're going to pay you and do it in a way that I thought would work out better for everyone. Now, I am a big fan of online surveys. That's one reason why I got into the project in the first place. But the biggest issue we had with online surveys was the need to qualify a person every single time a survey was released. They would get information on a possible survey, and then they'd have to go through a listing of a quick survey to see if they qualified for the actual information. So you you sign up for a survey service, and they send you random surveys, and then they qualify you as they go along. And the process is they're actually two or three different services re-qualifying you in the process because they sell the list back and forth. And after doing four or five actual surveys, asking yourself the same questions, you find out that after 15, 20 minutes of filling out information, you don't qualify for a survey that would only pay you around 27 cents. We thought that was pretty ridiculous. So we came up with a project to do that. We partnered up with people who want your information, and we decided just to make it simple. We give you one simple survey to get you into the bucket. Every couple of months, we may send out a second survey for reclassifying you for your actual groupings, your actual demographics. But when we send you a survey that says this survey will pay you so much money, it will pay you the money as soon as you fill out the survey or within the parameters of the survey. And we're going to pay it to you directly into PayPal. So that's the only stipulation is you like surveys, you want to be in the know, you want to tell people what you think about things, and you accept PayPal payments. That's it. To be a part of this group, we call it the Conversation Survey Panel. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. Fill out that one survey. It'll take you all of two minutes for simple demographics. We will send out various surveys for just asking you general questions here or there, and we'll let you know that it's not paying as they come up. We'll ask you general questions to reclassify you in different demographics to put you in the right bucket. And then when we send you a paid survey, you know it's paid. You know as soon as you fill it out, you're going to get paid within about a week or so once all the information is gathered from all the people. So you want to do surveys. You want to get some money. We're going to help you out with that, and we're going to help gather some information from other people, interested parties who really need to have information from people who are truly engaged, and that's why we talk to you. Join the Conversation Survey Panel by simply going to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. We've gone through the top 10 stories. Let's go through a few of the others that didn't make the top 10. Some that barely missed uh, the top of the charts for this week, including a uh, a co-sponsoring of a bill released by Bernie Sanders. It's co-sponsored by uh, Kamala Harris. That's what made it news on making health care a, a single-payer plan. Now, this is something that is the dream of folks who are looking for what is actual universal health care. That's the government actually just flat out paying for it, not being covered by insurance companies and you and bits and pieces and your employer and whatnot. This is what would be the true universal health care. Uh, Bernie Sanders, who tends to lean towards, towards that way, has been pushing for this for years. Kamala Harris is going to co-sponsor it. We'll see if it actually makes it fairly far into Congress, whether they get a chance to vote on that. Because, you know, we have the Obamacare thing that's failing and the new thing that the Republicans are failing to put in place that will replace the failing Obamacare, which is an issue here 
in the United States. Uh, a brand new female-led or female, all-female cast of Lord of Flies is apparently in the works of Warner Brothers, which apparently made a lot of people think that it was supposed to be some sort of weird um, fetish thing or some sort of porn-type thing uh, that they're coming up with, like Lord of Flies being what a bunch of women essentially kills the actual point of Lord of the Flies. But apparently the update of Lord of the Flies, to make it cool for the kids these days, is to fill it with women instead of men. Fill it with girls instead of boys. We'll see how the girls react when they turn into savages as opposed to the boys, who are supposed to be proper young British gentlemen, uh, who turn into literal savages when shipwrecked on a or plane crash. It's not shipwrecked if it's a plane uh, onto a desert island by themselves for about a week or so. Something that was really, really odd was the pardoning of Sheriff Joe Alpero uh, in, um, from um, Arizona. It happened as people were watching Hurricane Harvey uh, make landfall on a Friday night, last Friday night. Of course, a lot of other things dropped in the wake of that news as well. But when asked about this a few days afterwards, Trump said he literally pardoned Arpaio, Arpaio during the hurricane coverage because he would get more ratings for doing it. So he did not pardon Arpaio, oh, I can't even say his name, <laughs> Sheriff Arpaio, uh, when he was speaking in Arizona because the people there asked him not to do that, to not cause a riot. But he did it a week later during a hurricane coverage because he knew people were paying attention. That tells you some insight into the actual president. Of course, last week, Taylor Swift dropped her new single, and it was the most played song uh, in the U.S. on radio on Friday. People jumped on the return of Taylor Swift, although people also jumped on their Taylor Swift new goth look in her video. You can judge for yourself what you think about that. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, his wife has given birth to his second child, his second daughter, and he's taking some time off. He is officially taking paternity leave, hoping that all you people will Follow suit if you can. Jerry Springer is looking to maybe run for governor. He's testing the water in Cleveland to see if Ohio needs him as the governor. Remember, he was once the mayor of Cincinnati before he wrote a hot check to a prostitute. That usually gets you knocked out of mayor jobs for writing hot checks and seeing prostitutes. Speaking of Ohio, Ohio State is now the number one or currently the number one uh, team in the nation for college football. There was a re-ranking right before the season started, essentially middle last week. This is the first full week of football, so everybody plays. Everybody will see a chance who looks well, and we'll see how things will ground. Of course, Alabama was the official number one to start off the preseason. The real season is now with Ohio State essentially holding that spot waiting for the weekend to come through we'll see how things work out for the first weekend and how much the havoc of hurricane harvey will do as a lot of football that should have been played plus a lot of baseball actually that should have been played in texas is not going to be played uh, where we were expecting it to be amazon cut the prices of whole foods for up to 43 percent on many items on the first day However, the items are still very heavily priced and still well out of the markets for people looking for shopping for regular groceries. So the Amazon buy the Whole Foods and using that to uh, sell more things at a cheaper price may be great. Having the Amazon you know, purse uh, pocketbook may make things a little easier to spend less on there. Of course, now you can buy your Amazon products like your Echo at the Whole Foods. It's a, so it's a showrooming thing as well, but the food's still too high to buy at Whole Foods at the moment. This is a really cool one. A boy saved his brother's life from drowning after learning how to do the proper operations from watching San Andreas starring 
The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. So not only is he saving the world with, with his um, Siri, but he's literally teaching kids how to save the world piece by piece. Congratulations for the kid who learned that and was able to properly execute uh, the CPR procedures and The Rock who thought it was pretty cool as well. Got a good shout out from Dwayne Johnson. That was pretty cool. This is something that happened in the last day or so that popped up a fairly quickly high, but not quite high enough for the full top 10. An Ohio nurse was arrested and literally dragged away and caught on camera, which is what's making it so obviously bad, for not giving a patient's blood results to police officers in the hospital. So she was detained, unfortunately detained forcefully, and fortunately or unfortunately, based on which side of the aisle you're on, was caught on camera because everyone has a camera in their pocket because of cell phones. We'll see how this one plays out. Google is offering a test for depression. So if you search on Google, they'll offer you links to a quick test. You can take a quick test where you fill a couple blocks, it's fill in the blank, and they'll give you a severity of your level of depression. Now, this obviously is not a clinical test. You need to basically see if you need to find greater help. But September is Suicide Prevention Month. And September is a pretty big month that I, you know, I think of uh, in mental health. So this is a month where a lot of people will be talking up suicides and talking up uh, mental health issues and things like that. We ask you if you have any mental health issues, have any issues whatsoever in these veins, please, please, please reach out for help. If you can't find someone uh, nearby you, a real person that you know or a person that you trust, pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-8255. If you're in crisis, they will talk to you as long as they need to, as long as you want them to, as long as you need them to talk to you to help you get some sort of resolution a good resolution and help you find a way for help and there's always ways for help we'll talk more about that probably deeper into the month but for right now remember that number 800-273-8255 that spells out talk and since we're talking about help and phones why don't you go ahead and pick up your cell phone if you're wanting to give a little bit to help support the efforts in Hurricane Harvey, the uh, now still recovery, still some rescue issues, and the cleanup that will be there for a while. The Red Cross is the best and easiest way to make it happen. And the easiest way to do it is not to try to show up with a box of stuff, but to just give money so they can use their power to multiply it and get things happening. You can easily text the word Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, to 90999. That is 90999 in the word Harvey. That will do an instant $10 donation or a $10 donation. Not so much instant. It will come off your bill. You can instantly help them out there as well. It may not seem like a lot. It's not like driving 12 hours to go rescue people out of the flooded city. But at some point, you get in the way and the Red Cross needs to let get their work done. Send them a little bit of money to help them support things. And trust me, this little bit will go a long way to efforts. We've seen it directly with things going on. We saw people here in Arkansas fleeing from Katrina. Uh, we've seen people from other hurricanes and tornadoes and issues, and the Red Cross is always there. So help out the Red Cross. They're the easiest way to help out the people on the ground. 
The nation of Kenya has the largest and the most the severe ban for violators who use plastic bags in grocery stores. You can be fined up to $38,000 or the equivalent here for using those types of bags. So if you're in Kenya, make sure you have the uh, nice little canvas bags. Uh, pumpkin spice is on its way. In fact, it's here. I've seen pumpkin spice donuts. I've seen pumpkin spice shakes. I've seen pumpkin spice lattes, which began today, I believe, at Starbucks. Pumpkin spice all ahead of things. So if you're already creeped out by the fact that Halloween candy is being sold or were sold a couple weeks ago, yes, get your pumpkin spice fix on right now and it'll probably stick around a lot longer than it needs to. And the last one we have on this list right here, we have Glenn Beck and his The Blaze um, operation, not this full Radio Mercury Arts, but about 20% of the workforce at The Blaze was released because the Blaze needs to do more to be nimble and keep up with the competition. Essentially, they're not making payroll, so they're going to have to cut some people so they don't have to pay so many people, and then they'll figure out what still gets done with the people that are left. That's one of the sad things about this industry, the media industry, uh, whether you're doing your own little podcast or you're doing some actual broadcasting on television or radio for a corporation. When the bills aren't paid, uh, people can't stay and people get laid off that sort of happens however the customers still expect to get the same level of quality whether you have a thousand people working or whether you have 800 people working or whether you have literally 400 people working if you slash it in half they still want to get the bulk of the things they're getting and they become very labor intensive and they're very expensive these days but companies make it happen i've seen very 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 sad layoffs at the seemingly worst times and Glenn Beck said he was heartbroken. It was gut-wrenching and crushing to have to lay off the people that work for him. But he's doing it to keep the company alive. That's something that's sometimes said uh, sort of as a salve to kind of make it sound like they're doing their best for the shareholders because that's who they're beholding to. But this sounds like something Glenn Beck, I don't know him personally, but from following what he does, he may seem a little crazy, a little off, but he takes care of the people who take care of him and his stuff and believe in his mission and goal. So... That's something you can take to take as your own. I take it to heart that it really was a hard decision to make, and we'll see how things play out. If you are a Glenn Beck fan, uh, you'll see if you still love the content he produces. If you're not a Glenn Beck fan, you'll see if you'll love the fact that he can't produce as much content as he could in the past. And those are some of the other than, some of the stories that did not make the top ten. Some of them were very fresh. Some of them came out today with this new format, we'll say, where we are allowing um, from middle of the day when we start to um, save up and tally all of the stories. Instead of literally cutting off at Friday the Friday, we're just expanding a little bit. So it may be a eight 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 and a half day span of actual stories some of these stories if they came in late may gather some steam over the weekend or throughout the week and stick around into the next batch we'll see what happens with that one and hopefully the other thens i'll remember not to put them back in there but you can hopefully keep me from doing that by responding to the newer ones that come out throughout the week it's very simple go to our website this is a conversation.com and just reply on the comments of the stories as they pop up there, listing there. You can also see a way to subscribe to that so that you get the stories popping in your email box as they come in. You know to click in and respond to them there as well. You can also just follow us on social media. So you're checking out your Twitter or your Facebook all day anyway. Keep an eye out for the stories from this conversation. On Facebook, they're from The Conversation. The page's name is This Is The Conversation. On Twitter, the the page's name is TH 
underscore conversation or our Twitter handle, if you will, is TH underscore conversation. Follow us there. Keep an eye on what's going on and reply, share, like, talk about, uh, share it with your friends, especially, especially this podcast. Share it, as we say, with some friends, a few enemies and a random stranger if you can. So we have more people listening to the conversation, more people in the conversations and more people talking up uh, in greater mass. So we have a greater view of what people think about in all these conversations we do. Of course, you can always tell us that some conversations are worth talking about and some conversations are not so much worth talking about. So you can reply to us telling us those as well. Subscribe to the podcast for wherever you like to get your podcast from. If you're an Apple person and you are a fan of the iTunes, get it from iTunes. It's very simple. There's links at the website for iTunes or you can search for us there. You can also find us on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on Google Play, or we have a straight RSS feed. We're on Blueberry as well. A few other places that we pop up on. And so if you like your own personal podcatcher, uh, find the RSS feed and add it there or just follow us via the app and service that you love. If we're not there, let us know and we'll make sure we get a link to that service as well. In the meantime, uh, I don't have every day to say thank you 27 different times, so I'll do it just in this one patch right here for today. Thank you very much for being a part of what we have going on. Thank you so much for being great in conversation. And thank you for tuning in for the podcast, despite our hiatus and sticking around for all the craziness that's been going on in my personal life, in the work life, and with the conversation. Uh, If you want to contact me, email me at jclevenpain at gmail.com. Visit the website, thisisaconversation.com, for more information about this podcast. And for other projects that I have going on, check out jclevenpain.net. Another extra thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Be here with us next weekend where we give you a wrap-up of the top seven or eight days or so of conversations that were determined by you, by just reacting to the conversations coming from thisisaconversation.com.